This is episode 309 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to the To Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Anita here. And today's episode is about a topic that I talk about quite a bit in clinic and it came up a lot this week. So I thought it would be great to replay an episode that we did on this topic. And Jess and I get asked a lot about the pelvic floor and core and how to connect to these muscles, especially in pregnancy and at any stage postpartum. But something often not thought about is what can we do or essentially stop doing that would actually help our pelvic floor? And so that's what today's episode is about. So these are three common habits, and Jess and I have both done these as well, that it can be really helpful to just tune in to your body today or this week. Notice if you do any of these habits and try to lessen the amount of times that you do it and eventually you won't do them anymore. And they're just really helpful because while it's great to know what you can do to help your pelvic floor and core, especially if you're experiencing symptoms like leaking pee or prolapse or pain, it's also helpful to know what we can stop doing that will actually help these symptoms. Let's start with you may be new to the podcast, you may be a listener for a while, so you may be new um, to the pelvic floor, but if not, this will be a good review as well. So getting a, a picture of where our pelvic floor muscles are. So they attach from the bottom of our pelvis, from the pubic bone in the front, to your tailbone in the back, and side to side, sit bone to sit bone. And your sit bones, if, you, if you're sitting, you can feel under each bum cheek you'll feel a bone and those are your sit bones. So your pelvic floor, you can picture a diamond shape and that is the outer layer. And then also there is a deeper inner layer of the muscles as well. And what we want those muscles to work, um, to work effectively is we want them to be able to contract and relax or almost think we want flexibility in those muscles because we don't just want to be able to clench them, which is often if you've been told to do Kegels, um, often the kind of one statement around it will be go do Kegels. So like clench your muscles, think of stopping pee, and that's about it. Um, but there's much more to it. And, um, and yeah, so this podcast, I think will be helpful in terms of learning things that you may not have known might be actually affecting symptoms. So if you're leaking pee at any time, if you have prolapse symptoms, if you have pelvic pain, but also if you want to think of getting ahead of these symptoms, these tips can be helpful too. So when I just explained what the pelvic floor muscles, where they are, 
I always talk about them as part of a, a whole core system. So the pelvic floor doesn't work in isolation, just like any other muscle in our body doesn't. So I want you to now picture your core canister. So if you picture really a canister in your abdomen, you're going to picture pelvic floor is the bottom of that canister. Your diaphragm or deep breathing muscle is the top of the canister and your deep abdominal system is that part that wraps around. So transverse abdominus, TA, you may hear different terms for it, but that deepest abdominal muscle, but also all the layers of the abdominals are a part of our, our core system. So the first thing I want you to check in with is, are you constantly sucking in? I find this is something a lot of us have been taught sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously of sucking in since a young age, right? Kind of suck in your stomach, tuck your bum, shoulders back, chest up. All of these narratives we've been taught and we see all the time too, in terms of marketing, social media. But when you think of that core canister, I was just saying, picture it also, if you picture a balloon in that same respect, and if you squeeze that middle of the balloon, the pressure in the balloon has to go somewhere, right? So there's increased pressure down on your pelvic floor muscles and pelvic organs or increased pressure up into your rib cage, into your diaphragm. So then it's harder to get a really nice breath. And we talk about a lot on the podcast is your breath and your pelvic floor very, are very much related and work together. So if there is pressure up into your rib cage and diaphragm, you can't get that nice deep rib breath. That's going to affect how your pelvic floor works. But also if there's more pressure on your pelvic floor and pelvic organs, you can think your pelvic floor has to work that much harder to oppose that pressure. And so that pressure might contribute to, again, leaking pee, whether it's coughing, sneezing, laughing, running, uh, feeling like you can't get to the bathroom in time or pelvic organ prolapse in terms of your bladder, uterus, or rectum starting to lower towards or within the vaginal canal, you can see that that pressure on the top can affect that. And then pelvic pain too. So with pelvic pain often is associated with tension within your pelvic floor, which can be there for a variety of reasons. But one of them can be if there's constant pressure down, your pelvic floor is trying to oppose that. And so it's constantly working harder that can affect also pelvic pain. So one of the things I want you to check in with, and you might already be nodding your head, listening to this thinking, I totally do that already. Um, or you may not notice, right? Maybe in the next 24 to 48 hours, just check in and notice if you find yourself sucking in. And all I want you to do is you could take a deep breath in, and a deep breath out just to let it go, or just think in general, just letting that go. So see if you can just relax the abdomen and not feel like you're sucking in. And I know it can be a big adjustment, especially if that's a habit that you commonly do. It's, it's going to take time for that to go away. So I don't want you to get frustrated if you catch yourself doing it quite often. And yeah, all I want you to do is just check in if you notice it, think of just letting it go, letting your abdomen relax. And that in itself can be helpful for a number of pelvic floor symptoms. Another habit to check in with is, do you constantly clench your bum? This is also really common. This can come up when we're stressed, whether we are like aware that we're stressed, or again, it can be more of a habitual 
response of our system to clench around our bum. You may already notice this happening, or again, you might check in within the next day or two and notice that this is something that you do often. Again, all you're going to do is tune into that breath, that inhale, exhale, a cue I will sometimes use with people to help with pelvic floor tension. I also also use this type of breath in terms of birth prep. It's something called the flower bloom breath. So you can think of inhale, flower blooming. You can think out of your vaginal opening, out of your anal opening, out of the bottom of your pelvis in general, does not matter. You're going to inhale to open that flower. Exhale, think of it staying open and then repeat. And so that can be something that can help people if you if you're trying to release that tension and trying to unclench your bum and it's not happening, tuning into your breath and that imagery to help relax the pelvic floor, that can be helpful. Because again, going back to that initial diamond shape I mentioned with your pelvic floor attaching all the way to the back to your tailbone, anything to do with the bum, with any bowel movement issues, so like constipation, straining, hemorrhoids, often pelvic floor tension can be a part of that. So checking out if you typically are clenching your bum, again, let it go. And that can actually help a number of pelvic floor symptoms too. Now, the third thing I wanted to bring up is being too focused on your pelvic floor. And this is more something if you've been dealing with leaking pee for any reason, um, pelvic organ prolapse again, or pain, that you may be really focusing either on your pelvic floor, you're thinking about it all day, or maybe if you're doing any type of movement, you're thinking of constantly clenching your pelvic floor versus getting that dynamic contraction and relaxation or just breathing. But also with that, we these aren't muscles that we should be really thinking about all day, every day, or through your entire workout. So for example, if you're doing a strength training workout, if you learn how to contract and you relax your pelvic floor with the breath, that's great. But I typically don't tell my clients or um, in my online program, I don't talk about doing this for every single rep of your entire workout or your entire Pilates class or your entire yoga class or whatever type of exercise you're doing. You don't want to be that focused on it. You want to connect to it, bring it in throughout your workout, but not be thinking about it all the time and day to day thinking about it constantly also won't, uh, won't necessarily be helpful because in that respect, you might be kind of clenching and holding. I find this, especially with, if you're leaking pee often or prolapse, we commonly want to constantly clench these muscles for almost like a protection mode to hold. But going back to the breath with your pelvic floor, as we inhale, pelvic floor relaxes as we exhale it engages. And depending on what activity you're doing, it's going to do that to a varying degree. So for example, picking a piece of paper off the floor is going to require a certain amount of pelvic floor activation versus picking up your toddler. That's going to be a lot more activation because it's heavier weight. So just to give you an example of your pelvic floor doesn't need to be clenched in general, but you also don't necessarily want to be thinking and focusing on your pelvic floor all the time, because that in itself sometimes can create symptoms because it's creating stress in your, your system as well. 
and you may not be letting it kind of relax and ebb and flow throughout the day as it needs to. So that in itself, like I said, could cause, uh, contribute to some of your symptoms. Now, I do want to leave you with one thing to do. And again, if you have listened to the podcast for a while, this won't necessarily be new, but it's a good review. And if you're new to the pelvic floor, this is really helpful, is how I've been talking throughout this episode, how your breath and pelvic floor are related, is throughout your day, if you can take some breaks from whatever you're doing, work, um, home, personal life, and do some deep breathing. And particularly, Jess and I are a fan of getting the breath into your ribs. So in standing, what we find helpful posture, a posture that's helpful to get more breath into your ribs is we call it like a ski jump or ribs over pelvis. So just bringing your shifting your weight a little bit forward from your ankles. And then when you take your deep breath, you'll notice it'll be more into your rib cage versus just all in your chest or just in the front of your abdomen. So just pausing, taking about 10 deep breaths, which really is not going to take a lot of time. Really doing 10 breaths, even if they're really long breaths, not even two minutes. It might even just take you a minute, but it helps reset your system and helps also reset your pelvic floor because it's going to allow if there was tension there, it's going to release. It'll allow it to ebb and flow as it needs. And then continuing on with whatever you're doing. You could also do this in sitting. And so with sitting, again, I find to connect to more of that rib breath is if you perch on the edge of your chair, or if you use a a folded up towel at the back of your chair to help when you sit on it, it'll prop you forward. You could sit on a birth ball. So anything to help bring your ribs over your pelvis in a natural way can really be helpful. And then again, just doing those 10 deep breaths. You can even do this when you're going to the washroom or after you go to the washroom, just focusing on the breath first before bringing in any sort of pelvic floor cueing, I find is the best place to start because now you understand that when you do your breathing, it's actually helping your pelvic floor at the same time. So just to review those few steps, things that you can stop doing that will help your pelvic floor. So one is sucking in your abdomen. The second is notice if you're clenching your bum often or clenching your pelvic floor. Three is notice if, especially if you're having symptoms or you're constantly thinking of your pelvic floor all the time. See if you can have times during your day and during your workout where maybe you're just focusing on the breath or just on the movement, but you're not constantly thinking of your pelvic floor. And then the last tip was something to start doing is taking breaks throughout the day, whether it's set an alarm on your phone, on your watch, on your computer, for you to pause, take 10 deep breaths, standing, sitting, or lying down, because that will help reset that entire system. It'll help you relax your abdomen, unclench your bum, relax your pelvic floor, and it just sets you up to then continue any movement that you were doing or that you're going to do. So as always, love hearing from you when you're listening to the podcast. So let me know, send me a DM over on Instagram. You can connect with Jess and I at Two Birth and Beyond Podcast, or you can connect over on my page at Holistic Health Physio. Would love to hear um, if you listen to this episode or what your favorite past episodes have been. And then we will be back next week with a new episode. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 